four more days until the NBA trade deadline. The rumor mill is flooded right now. Two more big men the Sixers are interested in, as well as a new suitor for Matisse Thibel. We'll break all of it down here on Philly Take with RB. Perfect. What is going on, everyone? Welcome into the show. Hit the like button if you enjoy these videos. Subscribe by hitting that red button down below and be sure to hit that bell. If you're not getting the notice, turn it off, turn it back on because, man, oh, man, this week is going to be crazy. I'm talking about you can't even go to the bathroom. You can't even go get a coffee without thinking your team is about to make some huge trade. Nah, just kind of over-exaggerating, but it is going to be a wild week in the NBA, and we will be breaking down all of the Sixers trade coverage right here, up to date on this show. So be sure you're tapped in. Uh, the Sixers now have interest in two more big men, and Matisse Thibel rumors are starting to really heat up. We'll break down all of that. And uh, man, I, I don't know what to expect at this point. I don't know what to expect. But before we get right into it, shout out to the sponsor of today's video, Aura. Aura is an easy-to-use app that includes everything you need to stay safe online by protecting you from scammers, online hackers, etc. I'm sure people out there listening to this have had trouble before, maybe with someone trying to hack into your bank account or you know steal your credit card information or open up a loan in your name, whatever it may be. That is what Aura does uh, to help protect you. They're the leading provider in digital safety and fraud protection. They're even the partner of the Minnesota Timberwolves franchise, and, um, you know, they do everything they can. They fight back against all those online annoying websites that try to take your info and make it public. They try uh, to alert you if any of your private info is found on any website. And they also give you near real time updates on suspicious credit inquiries. And they give you a VPN where you can search online safely and anonymously. They even have a password manager to help you manage all of your credentials in one secure spot. So, Definitely check them out. Take the next step in protecting your online safety by signing up for Aura. Go down to the description, click the link, Aura.com slash Philly Take, and receive a two-week free trial of all of their services. Link down in the description. Okay, we need to get on this, man, because it has been a wild 24 hours. There is a Sixers game today. We will be live streaming that as we always do, but I had to hop on here because Man, the rumor mill is so hot right now. It is so hot. And we start the day with this. Jake Fisher from Yahoo Sports putting out a piece uh, about all the latest trade updates. And in this article, he does mention the Philadelphia 76ers, essentially uh, with Jared Vanderbilt. Now, Jared Vanderbilt has been in the league for five years, but he's only 23 years old, a Kentucky product and a guy that has popped up numerous times. You'll see some of these people have popped up numerous times uh, in the past month or two. And apparently the Sixers have strong interest in Jared Vanderbilt. This is from Paul Hudrick. He kind of uh, confirms the interest here. He says a source confirmed the Sixers interest, but says Utah's price is high at the moment because he is signed through next season at a low number. It is possible that Utah could hold on to him. So let's go check out the article uh, from Jake Fisher. This is essentially... What he had to say here on Yahoo Sports about Jared Vanderbilt, he says Vanderbilt's name has also appeared amid the trade deadline conversation surrounding reserve big men, most notably with the Sixers, sources told Yahoo Sports. While teams like the Pacers have viewed the six foot nine uh, Vanderbilt as an attractive option at power forward, 
Vanderbilt has been described by league personnel as a leading target in Philly's quest to fortify its front court reserves behind Joel Embiid. Now, uh, if you have not yet, be sure to check out my last couple trade pieces. I talked about the needs. I talked about what I think is going to happen. You know I'm big on a guy like Andre Drummond right now, Zach Collins. The Sixers need to fortify that backup five because uh, let's be honest with ourselves, right? This is by far the best team that Joel Embiid has ever had during his tenure. This is the best chance to get above, you know, the threshold, right? To get past the second round, to make a title run. And this is the chance. So the Sixers had an open roster spot to start the season. Daryl and Doc said they would be active. I believe they are going to make a move. I'm almost certain they're going to make a move, but which move is it? What can they do? Um, and, and this is an option that is starting to gain real traction. And the Sixers need to do whatever it takes to be ready to push all the chips into the middle of the table to get to an NBA Finals. Uh, more on Jared Vanderbilt. This is from uh, Kyle Newbeck. He always does a great job for the Philly voice. He kind of goes more into depth here about Vanderbilt. Uh, from what I understand from Jared Vanderbilt, like I, you know, I've watched some of it. I know who he is. Uh, he's been on a couple different teams, but he's really improved his game over the last year or two. And he's not like a traditional big, you know, he can play, uh, you know, more as like a shifty type of big, right? A guy that moves around that can guard multiple positions, uh, but he's not a traditional backup five. So I don't know if he's a top option on my list. I, I think he's a guy you definitely have to inquire about. But like Paul Hudrick said, depending on the price, you look at the Utah Jazz, we're, we're kind of waiting for this domino effect, right? With Kyrie Irving, Russell Westbrook, based on what happens with that whole shenanigan, then we're going to really have more of a defined market. But Danny Ainge has so much leverage right now because he pulled off maybe the biggest fleece of a trade of all time when it comes to Rudy Gobert. They have so many draft picks from uh, Gobert, Mitchell, etc. They have nice young players. Danny Ainge is trying to stack up on as many picks as he can get. And right now, I don't know if he's going to budge. I really don't know. He already has enough assets to kind of build out that team. But anyway, here's what Kyle Newbeck had to say. He says, uh, let's start with an obvious one. Unloading the only first round pick the Sixers can move all the way out in 2029 in a move for Jared Vanderbilt is probably not going to happen. Those stranger things have happened. Utah is asking for a first round pick for each of their outgoing players in classic deadline posturing. Uh, Philadelphia will probably find themselves priced out of these talks. The Sixers specific piece, though, is interesting because Vanderbilt doesn't seem to fit in the box of true backup center that the Sixers have been said to be hunting for. Vanderbilt is probably closer to a better version of what they have on hand. Standing six foot nine, Vanderbilt is a terrific front court athlete with a fair amount of defensive versatility. He's nominally a power forward, but he possesses the lateral quickness, length and strength to switch across the three to five spots. Um, and then Kyle kind of talks about how in uh, Minnesota, he would essentially kind of, you know, toggle around and kind of uh, switch between the three, four and five guarding different, you know, elite scores. And he can definitely do that. But uh, as Kyle mentions right here, offensively, there's a lot to sort out. Vanderbilt is a good finisher and an active cutter, someone who can move around bigger guys for offensive rebounds and putbacks. But how he fits into this team is definitely a debate because in Minnesota, as Kyle mentions, next to Carl Anthony Towns, he played a lot, who obviously is a, you know, a big, big man that can obviously shoot at a high clip. Uh, this year in Utah, his role has diminished a little bit due to Walker Kessler, a non-shooter. So essentially what he's saying is he kind of needs to be next to another big man that can shoot, right? And when you look at the Sixers, they are looking for a backup five that can come in 
be more of a rim protector, man that paint, and grab rebounds because the Sixers have really been lacking in that area. Um, so would Vanderbilt make the most sense? He's definitely a good player, and he gives you more stability for the future because, as mentioned, he can, uh, you know, he's, he's not available to sign another contract till 2024, right? Like, he is uh, around for next year. You have that security, but with that comes a higher price, one that the Sixers may not be willing to pay. You could argue Vanderbilt would give Philly a more polished version of the idea of Paul Reed, an active, versatile defender, someone you could probably justify playing in the front court, uh, depending on the rest of the lineup. And then he kind of talks about, uh, here it is, but Vanderbilt is not a true true rim protector and isn't helping in a scenario where the Sixers need to defend a true big in the playoffs. And that right there is why I am still the highest on Andre Drummond. Some people say Andre can't play anymore. That is ludicrous. Andre Drummond is comfortable here. He already knows the system. He has a lot of experience. He's one of the best rebounders ever, and he has what it takes to play behind Joel Embiid. He loves that role. He's comfortable. He loves the Philly fan base. He just gets it. He knows it already, uh, and he can probably be had for cheaper than Jared Vanderbilt. Um, again, you look at the Sixers. They need to do whatever it takes to get in the position to win it all this year, whether that's Vanderbilt, Drummond, whoever it is. They need to address the backup five. I believe they will. Uh, but definitely an enticing option here, you know, and uh, Kyle makes another good point. He says Vanderbilt would be an excellent option to have in the event uh, George Niang defensive issues render him unplayable when it counts. So Vanderbilt would do a lot for this second unit defensively and this team in general. But um, can he be that backup five to come in, play consistent minutes and get that done? I really do not know the answer to that question. Uh, he says figuring out a role for him would be somewhat of a challenge. And we know Doc Rivers really isn't the best with that. Um, and look at this, look at this. This is what I said in my last couple trade pieces, actually about, uh, you know, the Sixers trade, right? This is actually what I predicted. Furkan, Korkmaz, Springer, and a pick. So Kyle says a package like that for Vanderbilt would not only be, uh, you know, a good return for the Sixers, but it also drops the Sixers under the luxury tax. So if Utah is willing to come down and, and depending on what happens with this whole other trade going on with Westbrook, and if Utah's out of that and they're willing to come down a little bit, um, you know, and take on the flyer uh, of Jaden Springer, right? And maybe a Matisse Thibel. Who knows? We'll talk about him a little more soon. Uh, that's a deal I'm definitely opening my eyes for, something I would be interested in. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting. A lot of good stuff here. Would you like Jared Vanderbilt? Let me know. Um, here are his stats, by the way. Jared Vanderbilt this year has started in 41 games. He averages 24 minutes a game, 8.3 points, almost eight rebounds per game. He does have an occasional corner three, you know, he can shoot a little bit, but not anywhere near, uh, you know, a consistent type of thing. I'm sure he can get better, though. And that's another thing that could kind of entice the Sixers, not only for this year, but getting better for the future. So uh, we'll have to see what happens. And again, his contract, uh, he's under contract through next year. So four point three million this year, four point six next year, and then an unrestricted in 2024. So definitely a player with with some interest, I'm sure from a lot of teams as well, not just the Sixers. So. Uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes, man. It's going to be very interesting. Uh, the next guy, Nerlens Noel. <laughs> if you didn't see uh, all the posts yesterday, be sure you're following the Instagram, follow me on Twitter. Uh, you know, be sure to look out for the YouTube community. The Sixers actually traded for Jalil Okafor yesterday. He's not going to play because it was a G League trade and, uh, you know, all that stuff. He hasn't really played in a while. He's injured, all that stuff. But it's just funny. And, and now today they are inquiring about Nerlens Noel. Here's a report. Heat, Sixers, and Celtics among teams that have inquired about Nerlens Noel recently. 
another big, more of a traditional backup five, one that could, you know, be a better rim protector. And let's go and look about uh, what Nerlens Noel is gauging in terms of interest. This is from Peter Dewey on Heat Nation. Uh, he says the Heat are among several teams that have inquired about the Pistons big Nerlens Noel. Miami isn't the only interested team. The Nuggets, Mavs, Kings, Sixers, and Celtics have also called about Noel. And, uh, you know, I still like Noel. It's crazy, too, because Noel, Okafor, these guys are still only like 28, 29. Same thing with Andre Drummond. He's 29 years old. People think he's 37. No, he's he's young. He's young. He could still play, man. Um, now, obviously, you know, Noel can be is an athletic five. Uh, maybe not as much as Vanderbilt, right? Because he's, again, more of like a shifty type of player. But uh, Nerlens Noel can definitely man that paint. Now, he can't do much outside of the paint. Uh, and it says here, Noel has only played in 13 games for the Pistons this year. I feel bad for him, honestly. Uh, the team has prioritized the development of younger players. Uh, Noel left as the odd man out. So a lot of teams could use the services of Nerlens Noel. And I do remember a couple years ago, he was playing good. As mentioned here, Noel was dealt to the Pistons last offseason by the Knicks as they needed the cap space to sign guard Jalen Brunson. Could you imagine Nerlens Noel and Alec Burks coming back to the Sixers? That would be insane, man. Um, but yeah, he had a great season with the Knicks a couple years ago. 2020-21, when the Knicks made that playoff run, he helped the team averaging 5.1 points, 6.4 rebounds, 1.1 steals, and 2.2 blocks per game shooting 61% from the field. And this is a guy, again, that the Sixers are inquiring about. So they are inquiring about Vanderbilt, Noel. I'm sure they're inquiring about Andre Drummond. They are going to make a move. I think they're just trying to gauge which one is right, which one will be uh, the most value where you don't have to give up as much compensation. Um, but yeah, Nerlens Noel, Alec Burks, these are guys that could be had. They don't do any value staying on the Detroit Pistons because if they do, you know, what's the use for them, right? What's the use past this year? You're just essentially wasting a spot and you're not getting anything in return. We look at Nerlens Noel's contract. He's $9.2 million this year and next year he's got a team option. So, you know, what are they going to do at the end of the season? Are they just going to get rid of him? Now, if you come to the Sixers, this might be more of like a rental type of thing. Who knows if he would resign or anything like that. Um, but yeah, Nerlens Noel was definitely making uh, more value for himself over the last year or two. And then, he gets traded to the bottom of the barrel Pistons. It's like, what are you supposed to do? And and I think it's worth noting as well, guys like Vanderbilt, Drummond, Noel, they would be much more motivated on a playoff caliber team uh, to come out there, win every day, get a high seed, and, and try to make a title run. So, um, you know, the difference is obviously Nerlens Noel can't shoot for his life. Obviously, you know, he's not going to do much outside of the paint, but can he be a guy to come in, get you eight rebounds off the bench, six rebounds off the bench? Right. He obviously a good shot blocker still. And that's one of the reasons the Sixers drafted him so high or traded for him on draft night. Uh, never lived up to the potential, but still could fulfill a role. So let me know what you think about Nerlens Noel. The last thing is Matisse Thibel. And uh, we talked a little bit about him the other day. Check out that video. I talked about the Kings. I talked about some of the other suitors, the Chicago Bulls potentially. And, you know, how. I didn't think at that point that Thibel was going to end up being a trade piece. I, I didn't think, I, I don't feel that the Sixers are urgent to move Matisse Thibel, but you know what's interesting to me? Um, I, I just, I, I started thinking about it and I don't think that there will be much use of him after the season because the Sixers, despite the stats, despite that he helps his team win, he j there's just not much there. Like they don't play him. They don't give him the opportunity. And 
You know, he's come in. He's more of a willing shooter this year. He can make a defensive spark, but in the playoffs, how much will he be able to play? That must be the main concern. Even, you know, even though Daniel House is not in the rotation, you know, you got Thibel who doesn't even play that much. And Michael KB here on Twitter says, obviously it depends on what they could get in a return, but don't think the Sixers should be in any sort of rush to trade Thibel. This was my ideology at first, but now as I'm starting to get influenced by some of these rumors, I think the rumors are, are actually heating up more than we think. I think Thibel could actually get dealt. That's starting to be uh, more of, of what the lingo is here. And shout out to Zach here on Twitter. He puts this uh, quote out from the recent piece from Mark Stein. Sources say that Atlanta has joined Sacramento now as a confirmed suitor for Matisse Thibel. I don't know the Hawks will be an ultimate landing spot, but I've been advised that the prospect of Thibel getting traded before Thursday's buzzer is very real. And when I, you know, put all this together, it makes sense. It makes sense because Matisse Thibel is going to leave after this season, right? Why would Matisse Thibel stay here when the team doesn't play him? The coach apparently doesn't, you know, want to use him. It feels to me like there was a falling out after the playoffs last year. And, you know, he's a first round pick. He wants to go somewhere he could prolong his career. At one point, people were talking about extension for Matisse Thibel a couple years ago, right? A 50, 60, 70 million extension. That has dwindled all the way down to essentially nothing, and he wants to go somewhere where his value will be utilized, and obviously he needs to do more on his end, but the Sixers came into training camp gloating about this guy, saying he was the most improved, saying he was, you know, we're going to be something special this year, and it just has not worked out, Uh, and if the Sixers keep him past the deadline and you get down to the playoffs and he's not playing a lick, then what's the point of having him, right? That was my thing a couple days ago. I said. The Sixers need to make any move that can propel them into championship territory. And I think they're close to it now. And if you can go get a ready piece now, a guy that can win this year, that can help you win this year, yeah, you do it. Yeah, you do it. And now that there are more teams, the Hawks are a team that had interest in Thibault last offseason. The Bulls had interest in him. The Kings had interest in him. I didn't like the Kings fit in terms of a trade, but... You know, I think there are a lot of teams that are interested in Matisse Thibel and the defensive services that he can offer based on how their team is structured. And yeah, I, I think there's a, a real possibility now that Thibel could get moved. If you had to ask me to lean one way or the other, I'm going to say no. I think back to what Kyle Newbeck said, I think it's going to be Furkan, Jaden, and a pick if a trade does happen. But if you have to throw in Thibel to get a Jared Vanderbilt or you have to throw in some extra compensation, I don't think the Sixers will hesitate. And it's just crazy to think. That a year ago, almost a year ago, Daryl Morey hesitated to put Thibel in a trade. He would not, you know, go through with that Nets trade because Matisse Thibel was in it. And here we are a year later, and you know, he might get traded for scraps. So who knows? Who knows? Um, but you can't keep him here if you're not going to play him because he's just gonna leave and you will get no value in return. There's no sign and trade or anything like that coming with Matisse Thibel this offseason. So That is kind of where my head's at. I'm expecting anything. I'm ready for whatever is going to come in the way this this week. But I think there's going to be a domino effect down the deadline path. And I think once the the big trade, you know, whoever it is, goes down, I think a lot of these other trades are are going to go right into motion. So we'll see what happens. But a long one today. I just had to get out all the news. There's a lot going on here, guys. Appreciate everyone for tuning in. We'll be live later for the game. Also, uh, two live shows tomorrow, so Monday and Tuesday back-to-back, and then a special 
trade deadline show on Thursday, all with special guests. So if you want to see who those be sure to tune in. Appreciate everybody for tuning in. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and like always, I will catch you on the next one. Peace. Peace.